Ultra. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, we continue our swing through the Spider-Man franchise with the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming that also served as the epilogue to the entire Infinity Saga. It's 2019's Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, No guest this week uh, because... Uh, this is no one's favorite Spider-Man movie uh, <laughs> for reasons that I continue to scratch my head about. But like, but at the same time, it's kind of like it's objectively the worst of the three, but also it fucking rules. So it's like, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. know, I don't, I don't know what to it, say about it. You know, <laughs> it, it kind of weirdly is like the black sheep. Um, yeah. and, and we'll get into it in our in our rankings, which is going to be really interesting. I can't wait for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, there's been a lot of talk like Guardians 3 came out earlier this summer and there was a lot of talk about it's like the first goaded, like the first perfect MCU trilogy. Yeah. Um, or the best MCU trilogy. Right. And like, I got to say, like, I I don't think any Spider-Man homecoming movie matches any Guardians movie, but this is a the Spider-Man like the, it's such a consistent trilogy. Yes, extremely consistent. It it reminds me of um, Captain America in that way, mm-hmm. where yeah. where uh, like one of them is far and away better than the other two, right? But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the other the other two aren't really good. And in fact, one of them is you know low key one of my all time faves. So and it's not yeah, the yeah. one you think. Um, so so you know it's it's yeah like that's that's a thing where um I think the problem is just that like people have like weird reactions to to certain like baggage that certain movies in the MCU have, and they're not they can't see the movie through the baggage. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, which is which is kind of what we're doing, and I think that's why we were so excited about doing the John Watts trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, is like getting to look at them as free as possible from the baggage of, right. like you said, the Infinity Saga, and also the Spider-Man baggage. Because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, when like this movie has a lot of criticism about, like, oh, he's he's baby he's baby Iron Man. Right. Um, why is he oh my god like no my spider-man needs to be dirt poor fighting for his life digging he through can't the trash. Afford a european school trip <laughs> that's that's the that's the that's the one that always like he goes it is he goes to a really prestigious fancy tech academy right like i'm like yeah like i'm sorry i'm sorry he got to go on a big fancy european trip god forbid a movie take you to locations you can't afford to go to in real life 
Like, mm-hmm. do, do you and like so? Okay, because like that's every James Bond movie. That's every Mission Impossible movie. That's like every Sex in the City movie yeah. is like we go to this place to see beautiful people and beautiful locations. Yeah, and also like. Sorry, I'm only laughing because it's not often that Nick is the one going on a tirade, so I'm enjoying Sorry, this. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> um, like, you know, I have I have been guilty of making these same criticisms in the past of of uh-huh. these movies and this movie in particular. But like, uh-huh. you know, relax. He's on a trip, and also this is like our what our tenth Spider-Man movie. Our, yeah, our it is. This 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 is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Not this this is Tom Holland's fifth time playing Spider-Man. In this movie. Yeah. In like three years. Yeah. Fifth time. F- five movies. That's yeah. nuts. Even if you don't count Endgame because he's like barely in it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's still fo- his fourth time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Civil War, Homecoming, Infinity War, technically Endgame, Homecoming, yeah. and now this. You said Homecoming twice, but yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Far From Home, Endgame, Infinity War, Civil War. Um, homecoming. Yeah. Homecoming. And like... <sighs> I'm okay with there being one one Spider-Man movie where mm-hmm. he's not in New York. Yeah. Where he gets to like what does Spider-Man zipping thwipping around Venice look like? That's fun. Right. And that was that was like literally when they went into the um uh they went to their like retreat to like figure out what post Endgame looks like. This yeah. is the first movie they talked about and that was one of the first things where it was like it was very important to Sony and to Kevin Feige that they make Spider-Man movies that people have never seen before. And what have they never seen before? Well, they've never seen Spider-Man anywhere but New York. So we got to do that. Um, yeah. And that was and- that was like that was like the modus operandi. And like, yeah, look, I get it. That's not quote unquote Spider-Man. I, I, I totally understand that. I'm the biggest Spider-Man fan. You know, I get it. Like I, you want to see Spider-Man in New York. That's like half of Spider-Man. Like, I totally understand that. And I also get it of like, when this is the only Spider-Man movie coming out for like, you know, two or three years, it's like, oh man. And he's like, not really in New York. Like that, that sucks. But once you like get away from that and then you look back at it, it's fun to have a little pop of something new, something fresh. You for know? sure. Yeah. And I, I don't think this movie takes as much advantage of the game of like, this it's a high school John Hughes movie that Homecoming did. Mm-hmm. Like I do think this is a messier movie than Homecoming, but the looking at the the game of like okay, what's another high school rite of passage? The the big summer vacation trip, mm. and is that as ubiquitous of an experience as uh as Homecoming? No, I've never I've never been to Europe. Right. I I never I never got to go on a big fancy European trip, but like. I know that it happens and like, yeah, I and you, you that... also didn't go to a science academy. <laughs> right. I didn't go to a big fancy science academy in New York city. Yeah. And, but I, I do, I do, uh, I have gone on like trips to like DC and New York and stuff like that for like, mm-hmm. you know, I was a newspaper kid. So like we got, we would get nominated for like awards or go to conferences and stuff. And I do think this movie nails like, so many hyper specific, like you know, the crush that you develop on someone on a trip, mm. and like wanting to sit next to them or trying to look for excuses to always kind of like hang out with them on the trip, but like having anxiety about, oh no, she's talking to someone else. Oh, uh, oh no, oh we we got split up. I'm gonna lose her. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's really that's fun. I 
I like yeah. this movie just uh, <clears throat> I know it's only four years old, but this the, the the summer vibes in this movie are so strong for me. Yeah. That like I always feel like summer. Oh, cool. Summer starting whenever I I pop this one in. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I, uh, I understand everyone's problems, but I also just think that everybody needs to chill out and, and watch the movie from Spider-Man's perspective and, and understand what this is. And it's like, it does a lot of things where I'm like, yeah, no, I, I wish he wouldn't have, uh, teamed up with Nick Fury. Like Nick Fury is like the most boring character that he could have teamed up with, but it's also like, well, but they're doing this Mysterio thing. Mysterio is a hero thing where he's like the fake mentor. So he can't team up with another superhero because then that defeats the purpose. Why wouldn't he be idolizing this the superhero that he already knows rather than Mysterio? So the whole plot falls apart if it's anyone but Nick Fury. Um, right. And I yeah. think Nick Fury fits. Um, I don't, not, not to step on your, your research, but like my understanding is another influence or another influences for this movie were films like War Games or mm. real genius mm. those kind of like 80s movies where like kids are involved in government shenanigans and like mm-hmm. a spot you know agent cody banks kind of stuff and so, <laughs> yeah so, agent cody banks big big <laughs> big touch point for the spider-man Farmo. <laughs> yeah kevin feige yeah in that retreat was like okay how do we how do we make our agent cody banks <laughs> <laughs> it's what everybody's waiting for <laughs> yeah and, and so like i think nick fury fits into that really well because he you know he's a super spy and you know him and maria hill have that weird like russo brother marcus mcfeely like paramilitary fetish that we kind of talked about and seeing Peter try to like brush up against and see how awkward Peter is around those characters is really entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we'll, we'll get into it. Um, but Scott, this is another, uh, another Spider-Man movie where I believe we both saw this for the first time together or was this your uh, second time? I don't, my memory, no, no, no. My memory. The first, you No, the first time I saw it was with, um, the co-host of Amazing Spider cast who invited me to come with him to a press screening uh, okay. to help him take note of uh, Easter eggs um, because oh. he does like this, like every East, every Spider-Man Easter egg and like Spider-Man Homecoming in, in Spider-Verse and then and then in Far From Home. And he's done No Way Home and I'm sure he's going to do Across the Spider-Verse and they're like really big hits and he does it for like Vanity Fair or something like that. Um so wow. yeah, he invited me to go to this uh, press screening at the Grove. Was that weird watching it for the first time with that mission in mind? Like, were you able yes, to very. really? Abs- okay, <laughs> yes, very. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, I did my best. I don't know how helpful I was. I think I, if I remember correctly, I might have noticed one thing that he didn't notice. Um, and if and then if I also remember, I don't think it made it into the article, into the final article. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. I certainly didn't catch a lot of stuff. Like I know, yeah. I know, I know chameleons in this. Um, there's a part where flash, by, is... I think by first name only though. I don't think, okay. I don't think that was ever confirmed that that was definitely chameleon. Like a lot of things. There was a lot of people being like, Oh, this is going to be this guy. This is going to be this guy because homecoming. It was like every guy was some guy. Um, sure, sure, and sure. so we were going into this movie thinking the same and it wasn't really like that this time around. Um, but no, it was like, it was stuff like license plates. We'll say like, 
you know, ASM 12 or something like that. And it's like, oh, Amazing Spider-Man 12 is like the first issue that Mysterio, you know, came at. Got it's, it. Got it's shit it. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, those kinds there's of a part where <laughs> there's a part where after Hydro Man, quote, Hydro Man makes his appearance yeah. and flashes on his phone. I'm like, oh, look, it says here that it was this guy who fell into this like Hydro plane, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I bet that's Hydro Man's origin in the comics. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They did say that that was that was what they were doing because they were like, "We're not ever going to use these guys because they're kind of samey." So why don't we just like put them all together? And so they they took Molten Man, Hydro Man, Sandman, and uh, Cyclone, um, okay. and those were the those were the four Spider Man villains that they like turned into the Elementals um, for this. Uh-huh. I think it's uh, fun that Sandman found a little girl group in the comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I have I have uh, it's weird sure. to me. There's something about the elementals that I, I find weird, especially when it happened so soon before the Eternals. And it's just so mm. they're so close in the name. And like it just yeah. I don't know. I mean, um, it, it it fits that, I guess, you know, retroactively the elementals in a, mm-hmm. in in general are in a complete fabrication right of of quentin beck and that one guy right um the writer the writer yeah. that's so fun when he has like the, the sides yeah like, there's a real together. um there's a real um uh 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 inception quality to their whole team um yeah that's true. Uh, but, you know, because Inception is all about like, like you know, uh, uh, creating an act of yeah, the act of making a movie. Um, like everyone is like a different role in making a movie, and that's that's sort of they represent a different thing. Um, and then here again, we have that. Um, it's very similar. Right. Like yeah. Quentin Beck is sort of the Orson Welles, right. like writer, direct, like star director, and right. then like you have the costume designer, you have the visual effects supervisor, you have the right. writer, right. And- but they're all kind of serving this dude's ego at the end of right, the day. Right, 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 right. Um, really, uh, just really interesting. Um, yeah, man, Leonardo DiCaprio would have made a good Mysterio, too. Yeah. Um, never in a million years, I think, will he ever be in a superhero movie. Not until he's, like, in his 50s and is doing, like, a Robert Redford and, like, Winter Soldier kind of move. But uh, Yeah, for sure. Do you remember how we were talking about, like, uh, like Judd Apatow in the bubble? How he just, like... You know, when he goes to the movies, everything looks like uh, Cliff Beasts. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Or like Michelle, we were talking with like Michelle Rodriguez on DGT the other, a few weeks ago where he was just like, man, all these Marvel movies, they're the same. And like, oh, she yeah. just, I don't think she goes to these. I <laughs> I feel like DiCaprio would have those same kind of blinders on where it's just like, eh, this is just stuff my girlfriends watch, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um. But yeah, I this movie is uh really fucking good and for as much baggage as it has, I think it handles all of it really well. And I'm going to ask this question. Uh-huh. Is there a more important mid-credit scene in all of Marvel than this one? No. I think this is like all-time top 5, maybe even top 3 credit yeah. stingers. Yeah. Yeah just brought the house down. So my, my, my first time watching this movie, uh, it's a really beloved memory. I got to see this um, <clears throat> opening weekend-ish at the Arclight with you and Preeti Cheever, past guest, yep. Preeti's brother, 
and Zach Luna. Right. And I just remember that ro- it was just such a fun movie. Like yeah. from like the opening, we were just like busting out with laughter because it was like weeks after Endgame came out mm-hmm. and that felt really exciting. I remember not to jump around, but when Peter, you can see Peter getting the discovery, like the idea to give Quentin Edith, like, Hey, well, well, why don't I give you Edith? You're, you're, and I just remember Zach being like, no, no, Peter, no, don't fucking, Oh, Peter, you idiot. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, this is some good. This is some good Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, and I, I, I just I remember really liking it at the time, but feeling like other than the 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 post credit stinger, um, or mid credit stinger, right. it being a Which little, like, yeah, yeah, that was like, oh my Cheers. god, yeah, what 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 could that possibly mean? Holy shit! Um, but the 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 rest of the movie being like a little disposable, like they're like really cool stuff in it, but like mm-hmm. overall, like kind of just like, eh, yeah. Yeah, fine. It's like, like, didn't really feel like an important part of his journey, right? But then, sure. like, watching it this time and just thinking about Spider-Man specifically, without the baggage of of Infinity War and Endgame, um, on my mind, like, it works really well as a sequel to Homecoming. I think. I think so too. Like he, so he loses his father figure mm-hmm. in this. He doesn't have Tony, and we realize just how much growing up this kid still has to do. Mm-hmm. Com- compared to the the previous two Peters, he he's still a kid. He's like a junior yeah. in high school. Like, yeah. s- sorry, he doesn't have this like really sure footed sense of self yet. But like, we know that's coming. And so I think this a lot of this movie is him grappling with like, what is truth? What mm-hmm. what do I believe in? What do I want? Is a question that is asked again and again. Like Peter, what do you, Peter Parker, want? Right. But it's also. Um... You know, people say like he just went through the arc of like figuring out how to like be himself without Tony in Homecoming. I was like, yeah, but he did. But it's different when you completely lose the safety net. Like he did, yeah. but ha- still has Tony as a safety net. Like if he makes a mistake, he can call up Tony and he'd be like, please, Mr. Stark, fix my mistake. My tummy hurts. Uh, okay. um, and he'll show up and help him, you know. But like he doesn't have that anymore. And this is about him learning to rely on himself fully. And like, yeah, you'll be like, well, he got to build that suit and like, you know, the whole thing It's like, yeah, but he built it. Like it's Tony's tech, but he did it. Like he, he made it, he designed it. Um, he made that suit. And at the end of the day, the, the end of this movie, he defeats Mysterio because of, because he trusts himself, i.e. learning to trust his spider sense. Um, yeah. And that's a hundred percent Peter. That has nothing to do with Tony Stark. Um, that is Peter and Spider Man. And like, I get that. Like, you kind of just want him to have all this stuff already. Like, just get on with it. Be Spider Man, right? And I understand that. But it's also like we've we've had those movies already. We've had movies of just get on it, on with it, and be Spider Man. These are new, and they're doing a new thing, and they're telling an origin story over the course of a trilogy. Um, this decompressed storyline and I don't know. I dig it. I think, I think it's, I think it's really, I think it's really cool. Yeah, no, totally. And like, you know, I've said this again and again, these past few movies, but like knowing where we end this character with no way home, like Mm -hmm. that's coming. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're dirt poor, no tech, no gadgets, no friends, no family, Peter Parker. 
we we get him at the end of this trilogy. Yeah. And with presumably more to come. So I've I this this is this movie's aged really well for me because I think I'm able to just kind of accept it on its own terms more and yeah. enjoy the ride. Yeah. And I'll say this for this movie. Uh this this does have the best of one thing. Out of all the trilogy, this is this has the best visual effects of any of the Spider-Man movies. Incredible. The visual effects in this movie are are unbelievable. Um not not just like I mean, just general special effects were are really, really great, you know? Um, but it, it, the way that it they designed the VFX team designed the mysterial illusions to both feel like an illusion, but also having him like punch walls and run into stuff. Like they had to simultaneously design both things of like right. the room that he's actually in and the illusion and how Mysterio is using the illusion to lead Peter into hurting himself. Yeah. Um, and it's, it is nuts. And you really like watch this illusion. And you're like, I truly don't know how he's going to get out of this. Like it, 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 like they did such a good job of like showing just how dangerous Mysterio really is uh, a character who is, you know, largely speaking, kind of a clown, kind of a joke character, right? Sure, sure. Um, and but he has always been one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. Um, probably my third favorite behind like Goblin and 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 Ock. Um, mm-hmm. it's like you know, Mysterio is like way way up there for me, and it has a lot to do with like his power set and what he can do to Spider-Man. And there's just like some of the most iconic shit I've ever seen in a Spider-Man movie is in this movie. Yeah, I mean, not to skip ahead, but like you can easily if you're watching the movie and you get wrapped up in the drama, you can easily forget that Tom Holland is not physically in that finale at all. Yeah, you're basically watching a CG animated movie, but the physics are so cool and dizzying and creative and like his body, his breath and is like his like he just feels like you don't you you completely forget that you're not watching a real actor. And right. It's just really underrated. Yeah. And and you know, we'll talk about it in No Way Home, but I do think that No Way Home and the first Doctor Strange, not Multiverse of Madness, but but the other two. Um mm-hmm. and and Doctor Strange is the use of Doctor Strange in Infinity War. Um I think that the visual effects teams sometimes can use him as a crutch to throw physics out the window and just sure. do whatever. And just be like, yeah, whatever, as long as it looks like a cool kaleidoscope, like who gives a shit? It's Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. Um, and it really wasn't until Raimi directed him that I think that like his powers like were really like cool and used really well in, in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, like it it's interesting that there's similar power sets, strange and, and Mysterio, but this is just heads and tails above anything that they do with with Doctor Strange in in No Way Home. Um, it's the stuff they do with Mysterio yeah. in this is just un unfucking believable, honestly. Yeah, and you're right. I think he's an he's a great step up from Vulture because it you're you're scared for Peter because mm-hmm. this this he's like he's meaner. He's like this guy isn't dating, you know, Mysterio's daughter. Like, right. There is no like, hey man, I'm giving you one chance. Like it, it, it is like you're watching this kid having to go up against this really mean, cunning adult that is not slowing down for him. And Peter has to like rise to the occasion. And he's yeah. a good villain pushes a hero to his limits. And like 
you you watch Peter slowly get more and more like learning how to fight this dude and learning how to top this dude. <laughs> and so at the end, when he like uses the force, when he uses his Peter Tingle, at the time this felt like the big fist pump. Oh yeah, Tom Holland really is Spider Man moment. Yeah, yeah, for me. yeah, absolutely. Um, but he had to lose everything first uh, yes. <laughs> before you could really be Spider Man. <laughs> um, but uh, 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 yeah, no, I mean I agree. It, it's 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 fucking great. And watching it again this morning, I was just like, you know, this movie rules. I don't care what anybody says. I love this, and I get the complaints, but I don't care. Like this is so fun. Um, and I I like all the high school stuff, and I I do miss Hannibal Burris. I forget that he's not in this movie. Um, because he's in the next one. I, so I, I just completely forgot that he's not in this, yeah. but Martin star just fucking wrecks house in this movie. He's so goddamn funny. Um, I love how his, they don't undo like, you know, he lost a kid on a field trip. Like yeah. that's, that's Canon. And he really kind of wear that when he's like checking in on them every night and like, Oh, you're not dead. Oh, cool. cool. You're not dead. Peter. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> like that, that throwaway <laughs> joke. It's, yeah. It's real to him. Oh man, yeah. Man, um, I love I love JB Smooth, but man, I do think it would have been really fun to see that coach character in Venice and in, in yeah. Rome. You know, that would have been cool. Yeah, it 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 it's. I don't know. Like he had like a fun a fun vibe, I guess. But yeah, I I agree. I think I think Hannibal Burris would have been a better choice. Um, just because like we already had his energy in the last one, so it's like you just kind of want more of that. And I don't know the JB Smooth adds any like adds enough you know of like yeah. a new vibes that i'm like why isn't this just hannibal burris you know yeah. um, or all three of them yeah or all three of them but i wouldn't be surprised if this was written for hannibal burris and he wasn't available and so they they cast jb smooth i know they cast him because he was in a commercial with tom holland where he played tom holland's um uh it was like a, i think he was playing spider-man in the commercial it was like a tie-in for homecoming oh, or something, I, can, I think I can and, those. Yeah, and he was playing a um, the uh, a driver's ed instructor. Um, oh, okay. So those, yeah. those commercials are con- are in canon technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So they just brought him back from that commercial. Um, I think playing the same character. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so okay. So the the road to this movie, you know, it all started with that. Um, uh yeah, them looking at what what a post end game world looks like, and and you know they knew that Spider Man was going to be the first post end game uh movie, and they were like, well, let's use that as an opportunity, the same way that Homecoming was like their first kind of post Civil War movie, mm-hmm. um, and uh you know take a moment to really examine sort of like the smaller scale, um, Fallout. issues that have arisen from this like big grand thing that happened. Yeah. Um and uh and and yeah they decided to do uh Mysterio as like you know using him as cuz he's like you know a liar and and a con artist and um they liked that as like he has a similar energy to Tony Stark but it's like evil Tony Stark um and and also you know, he's going to be looking for a new mentor, a new safety net. And so, you know, here's this guy who seems perfect and yada, yada. Um, and I don't think they had any plans of using this as the starting point for uh, the 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 web of multiverse that would build from this. Um, sure, sure. You know, because there is technically no multiverse in this, but it is referenced for the first time in this movie. Um mm-hmm. 
which is which is really interesting. But um, yeah, the 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 concept of the multiverse is introduced here with I don't think any knowledge from anyone involved that it would become such a major factor going forward. Yeah, like not to not to skip ahead because like the the story behind No Way Home is fascinating to me, but. Mm-hmm. My understanding is the concept of actually making the multiverse canon and bringing in villains and heroes from the other Spider-Man movies was mostly Tom Holland's idea. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't done the research okay. on that one, but okay, I uh, I don't know. I'll be I'll find out next ne- next time. <laughs> yeah, oh, we get to talk about that time that he we, he wasn't going to come back at all. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like during this whole during the making of this whole movie. Um, the uh, uh, Sony was just like, eh, I don't know if we need you guys anymore. I think we might be good. We might just. I mean, we made we made Venom. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're just gonna keep going on our own. Um, and do our own thing. And uh, and yeah, it was it was I I believe it was um like Tom Holland like literally like called Bob Iger personally and was mm-hmm. like, dude, come on, just make the deal. Do you think I want to make-, make a movie for Sony? like on their own no i want to make a movie for you what are you doing um and and yeah and i don't know i don't know what what else was in that conversation but it was the 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 uh, i guess the personal interaction of tom holland to bob Iger that bob was like all right let's make a deal um and then they made so a, they, they made that deal um for for no way home and uh i think that was it it was just for no way home um yeah yeah, and now they're sort of renegotiating in the process of right, like right, whatever, whatever four becomes. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're renegotiating. Yeah, they're, rene- I think they've already renegotiated Spider-Man into Marvel, but n- not Tom Holland or, or Tom Holland, mm-hmm. but not with so something like that. I don't remember, but um, um, I think it's all done now because they're like in like full speed ahead development on the on the fourth. Yeah, one, but so t- yeah. time of recording the other day, I read that uh, Euphoria has been the the third season of euphoria ha, is going to come no earlier than 2025 yeah due to scheduling conflicts and I'm and like, the oh. and and the 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 fact that the amptp won't pay the fucking writers uh, sure 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 <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> um man yeah uh yeah euphoria. so but yeah um but yeah i mean you know the whole the whole concept of this came out of that uh that retreat and um, you know they sent uh, uh, they sent um, Chris McKenna and Eric Summers uh, to write the write the film, and um, you know this is this is uh, where they where they came down. Um, you know uh, Nick Fury is the only you know part of the stipulation uh, with Sony um, co-producing these movies with with Marvel Studios is that we need a Marvel Studios character in each of these, and they need to be sort of like important movies in your your overall plan um they have to be like kind of can't miss they have to be can't miss marvel studios movies um and uh uh, but yeah so they needed marvel characters and so you know that's where nick fury and um uh maria Maria hill Hill come in um the idea for them to be scrolls however uh that came out of the concept that there there was a point at which Quentin Beck they toyed around with Quentin Beck being a scroll, oh. um, and that being like part of his background, uh, and then they ended up like setting that aside. But like John Watts was thinking about that the whole time, and then like three quarters of the way through the shoot, he calls up Feige and he's like, "What if Nick Fury and Maria Hill are scrolls?" And Feige, Feige was like, "That fucking rules! I'm calling Ben Mendelsohn right now," um, <laughs> and. Um, 
that's how you get the post credit scene and and uh, or yeah, the post credit scene with that reveal that was all shot at the very, 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 very end of principal photography um, as like this last minute thing. So despite the fact that like when you watch it, you kind of think like, you know, he's uh, Sam, he's doing a pretty Sam Jackson doing a pretty good like. You know, yeah, ben like Mendo, a pretty yeah. good, like kind of Ben Mendelsohn-y kind of performance. Like, good job. He had no idea that that's what he was doing. Um, he was just playing Nick Fury. <laughs> right. I mean, like, so my criti- one of my main criticisms for this movie, is, uh, even the first time I was watching it before, were both stingers in your at your press screening? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because, um, like, you know, the first time you watch this movie, you're like, wow, Nick Fury's written kind of weird in this. Like, he's just not he's just like he's acting weird and like um i have a maria hill conversation i want to have at some point this episode sure sure but but like you know like bitch please you've been to space i'm like that's it's like a bad a writer trying to write samuel o jackson and yeah so it retroactively works because he's not nick fury Right, but right, it is. But it is unfortunate that he is like the big with special guest Nick Fury, but he's acting weird the whole time. Yeah, and then he's not actually Nick Fury. So this movie actually doesn't have any special guests. <laughs> they they they, they like, really uh, they Mysterioed Pascal pictures on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, yeah. So when it came to Mysterio and the casting of Mysterio, um, I found this kind of interesting. Um, there were a few, several actors that were up for it. Um, oh. Matt Smith uh, tested for it. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, 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 Sherlock uh, star and uh, Fleabag star and sexiest man on the internet uh, fame, Andrew Scott. Um, was Was also tested for it. Um, oh, Spider Man, it's me, Mysterio. Happy to happy to help. Yeah. I'm a no normal guy. <laughs> I think you would probably would have more the the theatrical version, the the oh, Moriarty, okay. more like big theatrical version of him. But yeah, um, they yeah, so they both tested for it, uh, and um, Colin Farrell uh, was was on the list of people they were going to offer it to um, mm-hmm. without a test. Uh, but the first person they actually offered it to was Matt Damon, who turned it down. Um, Matt Damon, you know, uh, he's like, I love being in these movies in like little minor day player parts, um, little cameos. Right. I think it's a lot of fun, but I don't want to be in one of these movies for like six months. Like, that's just not that's not a thing I want to do. Yeah. Those are some good names. I think they yeah. all would have been solid. Yeah, I know. Um but I think they ultimately chose correctly with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Colin Farrell would have been the third person they would have offered the role to uh, mm-hmm. before presumably turning to uh, Matt Smith or Andrew Scott. And I think with Matt Smith and Andrew Scott, I think it was just a case of like, you know, Sony pressure from Sony being like, you need to have a movie star in this role. There's no other movie stars in this movie. And it it, it works on a meta level. You know, A, you have Jake Gyllenhaal, who famously was almost Spider-Man. Right. And so that's cute. Um, <laughs> like genuinely it's like oh it's, yeah it's cute it's cute yeah <laughs> but but also like um on the on the chance that you are watching this movie and you're not a comic book nerd and you don't know that mysterio is a villain or has this famous arc in the comics where he was like pretending to be a hero it helps to have someone who looks like he could be a, a superhero in the mcu 
Mm-hmm. And I think Gyllenhaal with like his his like five o'clock shadow and his jaw and the suit, the way they design his suit, he really. I mean, every time I watch this movie, I kind of I don't want him to be full of shit. I I I, I like yeah. the fake Mysterio that he's creating. Yeah. No, I mean, one of my favorite moments of acting performances, line readings, whatever, is when he says, uh, he says, actually, my name is Mysterio and gives like Peter that look like, huh? Like, uh, I'm, we're buddies. I'm, I'm into it. Right. Yeah. 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 You're like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. 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 Um, no. And, and it, it helps because like Jake Gyllenhaal is such a fucking little weirdo. Um, mm-hmm. on top of that, like he's not afraid to get weird with his with his roles. And I think that's exactly what this needed was was a little weirdo. Um Yeah. And so like I, I feel like as much as Matt Smith gets to be like a little weirdo when he wants to be, he so rarely does that because I think he's so afraid of stepping back into the doctor. Um, that yeah. like he never is like a little weirdo and stuff. Like he's he's always he's too grounded, like and too bland. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that Andrew Scott would have been interesting, but like, and yeah, and then the Matt Damon, like, yeah, I, I like when he gets angry, but like without his, you know, and he gets like, all like, ah, like, you know, his like, his like yelly voice I have always really liked, but like, he only really gets weird when he's in a room with Ben Affleck. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, outside of that, he doesn't, he's a little too grounded and, and afraid to get weird with it. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is exactly who this movie needed. Because he's like a weirdo disguised as a hottie, so right. you you buy why everyone is so immediately enamored with him, right? And his like chiseled good looks and the way that he's able to be like vulnerable and like oh I lost my family and I can't you know blah blah blah. But then that when he snaps and he goes into like oak jaw, uh, yes, uh, sack lunch bunch mode, yes, like yes. like oh there's my guy, there's my yes. there's my weirdo, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna no, throw out a name real quick. Rex it. What's up? Um, Bob Odenkirk. Oh man. Well, yes, that is, uh, it's kind of, it, it's not cause he wasn't the bad guy, but it's kind of similar to Incredibles too. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, there's definitely <laughs> a little bit of that in there, but yeah, Bob Odenkirk would have been great, especially as like a Mysterio in like the Raimi movies. I mean, obviously we all wanted Bruce Campbell to play Mysterio in those movies, but you know, sure. um, yeah. But, yeah. As kind of like the, the huckster washed up visual effects Quentin Beck. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um Yeah, I mean, you know, the the movie the the big thing with this movie was they had to keep it on absolute lockdown. Do you remember when they were announcing this movie and we, everyone had seen Infinity Game Infinity War and everyone was just like, "Wait, so like when when does what? this movie take place? Like, what is it? Is it prior to Infinity War? Like, is Spider-Man really dead? Like, what's going? Like, there was that whole question about like, what what is this? Like, when does this take yeah. place? What is this about? Um, and they had to keep all of that on lockdown. And um, apparently, they liked the idea of of the the rumors being that it was a direct sequel to Homecoming and happened before Infinity War. Remember, remember the rumor that the bus that Spider that Peter is on in Infinity War that he, like, leaves to go, like, fight the dudes in the park before getting yeah. sucked onto the spaceship. That bus was leaving the airport from the European vacation that he's on. I do. it. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was fun. It, it feels so quaint now in the wake of, you know, the No Way Home speculation and all that business. Oh, yeah. But at the time, I remember when this trailer dropped around, like, the winter of 2019, mm-hmm. like, 
before Endgame came out, and there was this a lot of speculation from fans of like, wait, what? What is this? Like, yeah, when does this take place? And like, that's that's fun. I mean, it, it's it's interesting because like Black Widow kind of tried being a midquel and. Okay, cool. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. I'm, I'm fully, I fully believe that they heard those rumors and were like, "That's not a bad way to do a Black mm. Widow movie." Hmm. Yeah, and uh, we all know how that turned out. Not, not well. Um, not, at yeah, least not, I like that movie a lot. Um, but uh, uh, a lot of people, uh, it's like bottom tier Marvel for some reason. Um, and like that's not, uh, that's not one of the movie's strengths to me. Is right. That- no. It, it's like sandwiched in between Civil War no. and no, no, no. no. And in fact, there is no point if I ever do like a full Marvel rewatch, there is absolutely no chance that I don't watch Black Widow after Civil War. Um, yeah. Versus where when it actually came out. Um, under no circumstances will I ever watch it when it actually was released because uh, it doesn't belong there <laughs> at all. No, for sure. And it's all it's all like Promoter's fault. Yep. Sure is. Uh, yeah, that was, it was, it was fun. It was like, it was, it was like, there was a fun, this, this, the roll up to this movie was really fun. And I think especially after infinity war, like this whole movie has this kind of meta theme of what comes next. Yeah. Like, Cause infinity war, infinity war opens. And then two weeks later, remember they l- released the second trailer and it came with like, at the beginning of it, it was Tom Holland giving a spoiler warning for Endgame. Yeah, that's right. Um, where he was like, Hey, seriously, don't like, it came out like it was like two weeks after end game. He's like, don't watch this trailer. If you haven't seen end game, like just putting that out there. Just don't, don't do it. Cause it, it opens with him being like, God, I, I miss Tony, mate. Yeah. Oh, blimey. I oh, it's Tony. really too bad. Iron Man died. Like that's like the Whoa! first line of the trailer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, everywhere I look, I see his face. Um, yeah. It's like when Kobe uh, died, man, you're just, yeah. you're seeing all, all of this, that. Like, all of that, all of the the in memoriam like posters and all of that, all of that is visual effects. Every every nice. little bit of it, because they they couldn't shoot any of it practically without spoiling the ending of Endgame. Right. Oh yeah. Because imagine like those big subway murals of right. like you know Tony Stark surrounded by dubs or whatever. Right. It's like up. Oh, well, right. And know what happens. Yeah, yeah, all of that was done. And, you know, and that's the thing is, like, they kept the set on lockdown. Like, no one was allowed on set who wasn't working. But, like, you still have extras. You still have stand-ins. Yeah. You have people who, like, don't give a shit if they spoil the movie they're in, you know? Yeah. Um, if it give, if it makes them 50 bucks, you know what I mean? Tom um, Holland. Yeah, like Tom, Tom Holland. Yeah, he's got deals <laughs> with, like, all of the bloggers for sure. Oh, yeah. Taking cell phone pics. Yeah. I'm going to send this to Ain't a Cool News. Hey, ain't um, it cool news? It's me. Call me Spider-Fan 996. Call me Spider-Monkey. Spider-Monkey. <laughs> and then it's like, cut to like the inbox of Ain't It Cool and hasn't been open in like five years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, to speaking of the in-memoriam, like, I mean, just, mm. for just the all-timer of an opening. Just... So fun. yeah, so great. no, it's so fun. Although I I, I want to point out because it's one of my favorite things is the cold open with the transition from the Columbia logo to like the Virgin Mary, yeah, statue, um, mm-hmm. which is like very much inspired by Indiana Jones, um, and the the Paramount logo transitioning into like real mountains or or mm-hmm. ant hills or Gopher Hills or whatever that Ooh, was. John the... Watts would have made a really good Uncharted movie. I mean, yeah, 
Sure. I mean, there's a lot of people who would have made a better Uncharted <laughs> movie than the one we got. Um, sure. He probably would have cast somebody other than Tom Holland, too. Um, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. I, want to <laughs> I don't think you're right for this. <laughs> Who's another twink I haven't worked with yet? <laughs> Who's another twink? <laughs> uh, Get the book of yeah. twinks out. I'm just, I'm going to look, see who, I, who we haven't cast yet. Uh, <laughs> I think, is this the first reference to Mexico in the MCU? Ooh, is it? Because later we get Venom. Right. In No Way Home, he's in Mexico with Danny Rojas. Um, Hulk Hulk has that Mexican hideout in a shoe. Uh, where, where is he in Incredible Hulk? Oh, I think he's in Brazil. Brazil. Okay. Because okay. I've got the favelas and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I don't, I feel like. I, I feel like there's got to be another reference to Mexico at some point. For sure. Listeners, I just don't know the where it is. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, I was watching this movie and something kind of hit me. Um, I think Maria Hill's kind of a boring character. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a reason I never clock that she's acting weird. Yeah. In this movie. Because yeah. like. And it's no fault of Colby Smulders, but like I feel like her character is always just like bored, arms crossed, nonplussed paramilitary person. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's just never been my favorite flavor of MCU, to be honest. No. I am I am looking forward to Secret Invasion because I'm hoping that she gets to show another side of that character for once. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. We'll we'll see. As of this recording, yeah. we have not seen Secret Invasion. Um, so don't add us, don't add us, like, but we don't um, know that Rhodey's a scroll yet. We don't, right. you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't know that Maria Hill has been a scroll this whole time. And that, uh, this scroll was, uh, was, was portraying, uh, the, uh, was scrolling a scroll. Um, yeah, that's gonna be weird if they do that. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know that, um, watching this, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's a thing where, you know, she's. She's a big character in the comics, but she's not very interesting in the comics either. But she's, you know, a woman in a in a place of power, and that's a very attractive thing for Joss Whedon. And so he puts her in Avengers, and then it's just like, well, now we have this character forever. Um, yeah, she's really we don't know handy, what to do with her because she's just not interesting. <laughs> like she's a handy utility character. Yeah, of like, eh, you know, Agents of Shield, just drop Maria Hill in there. Sure. Moon Girl, just drop drop Maria Hill in there. But then it's always like, why does everyone? Oh, is it weird that everyone knows who Nick Fury is? Very. Okay, cool. Right. I I I've I've never understood. There there's a there's a sense of celebrity in the Marvel universe that I don't quite understand. Um, they're like, well, the audience knows who these characters are, so we have to let the whole world know who these characters are. Um, and I'm like, I don't think that's how that would work with Nick Fury. I mean, like, yeah, it just like seems weird like in the Marvel's trailer, like Kamala Khan, like fan fangirls out, which is like, oh, my God, it's Nick Fury. But in the real world, Nick, you, you're you not supposed to know who Nick Fury is. Right. Right. <laughs> the, yeah. the spy master that's toppled governments and holds all the strings like the joke to- should be that no one knows who he is. Um, yeah. Yeah, that should be the joke where it's like, and who are you? And he's just like, damn, I'm good at my job, you know? Hell yeah, like, that's, that's right. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm nobody. Goddamn right you don't know who I am. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, uh, yeah. So I, I, this opening scene is is interesting. It is a little awkward just because, like, it's very abrupt. Um, and uh, as as oh, uh, as like Mexico and and, and yeah, Sandman one okay, and Sandman, yeah. yeah, it's just very abrupt. Like you don't want no part of this, and it's so cheesy uh, in like a fun way in retrospect because he's like, it's like the start of his whole like plan or whatever. Yeah, he's playing yeah. his part, and yeah. and I guess retroactively, like real Nick Fury probably might have sussed this out a little earlier than Ben Mendo, right? But they didn't know that. Yeah. It's um, also interesting that. Um, I wonder, I, I mean, other than just like general bigotry or, mm-hmm. or, uh, uh, or whatever, I, I wonder why like Mysterio's plan was specifically to attack like international cities with the sure. elementals versus anything in America. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh boy. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be that'd be a fun joke if if all of his 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 mayhem was based in Atlanta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, Atlanta um, deserves one Marvel movie, I think, uh, for all it's done. Yeah, them. I think so. Um, we talked about this last week, or you know, a couple weeks ago with Preeti, but just man, anytime, anytime they use the morning announcements, those kids just absolutely crush it. Oh man, it's so good. Um, I love I love Betty's co-host uh, yeah. and his reaction to the blip of just being like, like, he, you know, like I he used to be my little brother. And now he's older than me. And she's like, yeah, it's math. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's math. What? what? He's just like, man, you he just really you upset. can't curse. It's last day of school. No, don't, don't give a shit. Yeah, it's fine. We're fine. <laughs> I love the little lion sound effect every time she says lions. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Um, no, I love all of that. The, I mean, the Getty images of the candles. Oh, my God. Yeah, just so good. And it's like just totally picking up the game of, like you said, of Homecoming, of we're going to take these big, crazy things that happen in these movies and deal with the ground level ramifications of like, oh, yeah, a school marching band reapparating in the middle of a basketball game. And you hear that big like tuba sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Um, a criticism I've always had for this movie, but I've made peace with, is watching these in a row, the these three movies. Uh, his you there the chemistry between Holland and Zendaya is so palpable, lightning in a bottle that you totally forgive and don't notice that his crush on MJ comes completely out of nowhere. Yeah, no, it happens off camera, um, off off screen. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I definitely have. I, I I feel the same way. I I don't. I don't. It's a criticism, but it's also just kind of like, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, because yeah. like the last time we see these characters, it's like they're having the meeting, the the the, the science, the whiz whiz club kid meeting or whatever. And yeah, MJ is like, "Where are you going, Peter?" Just kidding. I don't really, I don't really care. And he's like, oh, "Okay." Cut to oh, I'm gonna ask MJ. I'm gonna give MJ this jewel, the Black Dahlia jewel, because I've you know at the at the Eiffel Tower, I've had a, I've always had a crush on her. And you're like, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been uh, in their in their uh, in their lives. Um, sure, it's been a year and eight months. You know, so right. yeah, a lot can happen yeah. in a year and eight months. Um, I mean, technically, it's been six years and eight months, but 
Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. But for yeah. them, conveniently, the trio were all presumably ghosted. All of our favorite characters were all blipped. We're all dusted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, but it, they hit the ground running. And so, like, I don't think you care because, like, just watching these two kids, you know, awkwardly, like, flirt with one another is just so delightful mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, I buy it. Whatever. Yeah. And they're not that far into their flirtation because, you know, there's still the threat of her possibly uh, uh, getting involved with that other guy. Brad. Um, yeah. Brad. So, you know, it's yeah, it's it's it definitely feels like I mean, it's a thing with with these movies where they're just like, well, you know, their lives don't stop just because we don't have the can't we don't see it for sure. You know, totally. And you're like, so, I, 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 I guess <laughs> fine. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, immediately into the new school year. It was just like, wow, MJ's. I'm just really cute. It's kind of like it's kind of like Star Lord, where he just like lurk, turns from Gamora to Nebula, and it's like, oh, you're also really cute, <laughs> yes, and taller yeah. than me. Yeah. Oh, now that Liz isn't here, you're the hottest one here, because um, <laughs> you're the the other Amazonianly tall yeah. woman at the school. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like it's so immediately so great to see Jacob Battle on back. Like mm-hmm. they're they're back and forth. This whole movie just feels like a, a confection, you know, like a dessert. Yeah. I I forgot how much I love the chemistry of the trio um, until mm-hmm. like they finally become the trio at the end of this movie, right? Um, yeah, and then it's like, oh man, I really I love I love these three, and so like you get so much of them together in No Way Home, and yeah, it's just it feels so good, it's so comfy. I love these three. For sure. Yeah, no, com- comfy, comfy is a, I think comfy is kind of the main word of of all three of these movies. Mm-hmm. E- even as like you know, as hard as No Way Home goes, I still think there's like that that comfort food angle. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you don't see any animals get like mutilated. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, um you you still saw that movie three times. <laughs> I did. I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I would have if I could have. I just haven't sure, been able yeah. to. Um, you have life. Yeah. Well, it's I I I've, I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i uh it's just really oh so we get uh speaking of like the cameras don't stop rolling when the movies aren't you you know what i mean uh another another controversial fold to this movie is the courtship between aunt may and happy right um which is really interesting because uh, there's a there's a there's a sweetness to it um i guess i guess it is controversial um I don't really understand where the controversy comes from. I, 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 I don't know. Um, it, 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 wor- it worries me to say what I think it actually is. And I don't, I don't like that. So I don't want to talk about it, but um, I, I, I love them together. I think it's really cute. I love how unseriously she takes it. She reminds me of like a widow who has absolutely no interest in ever remarrying, but We'll have some flings every once in a while and like have a little fun and whatever. Like yeah. I'm still young. I'm never gonna remarry because I don't want that, you know, complicated afterlife. Um do you ever think about that? <laughs> I think about that all the time. The the widows who remarry and then it's like, well, who are you hanging out with in the afterlife then? Oh uh, yeah. I just think we're all <laughs> I think if we're conscious at all in the afterlife, I think we're all just like floating in a cosmic gumbo. Okay. And just <laughs> kind, kind of, of a like, cosmic gumbo. Gumbo. <laughs> yeah. Um but I but I get it because it's like you know a happy yeah. is just kind of big bear of a dude yeah that, like really lovable and May's like yeah. he's cute he's funny he makes me laugh like yeah I'll, yeah I'll I'll go out on some dates with him for a few 
a few months I, or whatever. Yeah, and I and I like that because he wasn't blipped. He's just been pining after her for five years. <laughs> oh, like, that's man, right. I really missed uh, out. Like I should I should have went for it. And so yeah, she comes back. Of course he's going to go for it because he's like, what do I have to lose? Like you know, like I I thought I lost her. Happen. I thought I lost my shot. You know. Yeah, and yeah. and he's also he is he is also he's recovering from a loss. He's mm-hmm. lost his boss slash best friend. Yeah, um, I'm really I'm excited to talk about Happy's arc in this um, and his friendship with Peter. But yeah. Yeah, I I also kind of have that Apatowian thing where I think like every girl is out of every guy's league. Sure. So like I don't really get the like no she should only date John Ham. You know what I mean? Like I don't right know, yeah, right that's I know. that's not how, not how it works. Yeah, it, I mean it's different when you're older. I think you know. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah no she is you know really attractive but also like I don't know. <laughs> Dudes being that old and being single tend to be a red flag. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and and, um, and, and, yeah. and you and me and Preeti, we talked about how kind of weird it is. The pedestal the movie put May in, in general, is kind yeah. of like I don't think this needed. You, I don't think th- this didn't need to be. There's not a lantern that needed to be hung. Right. Right. Of like, this is a Hollywood movie. A, Everybody's hot. Everyone's a babe. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, they, they go to, they fly, they get on the plane. We get the fun game of like Peter pretends to have a cologne allergy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then being forced to sit next to, um, sit Martin next to Star. Martin Star, which I, one of the the best jokes of the movie, like I got, I think got the, one of the biggest laughs in the movie was him being mm-hmm. like, you know, my wife pretended to be blipped. We had a fake funeral for every. Well, the funeral was real, but because I thought she was, dead. but she wasn't really dead. I've got it on video if you want to watch it. <laughs> oh, cool! You got an adapter. Great, <laughs> great. We can both watch it together. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 fun. It's just like having fun with this big crazy thing that we all saw in yeah. in Endgame and Infinity War. Um, I love uh, bachelors, uh, American bachelors in Europe, mm-hmm. and the joke of how that's completely undone over the span of the, the trip where like Betty and Ned just kind of like fall and crash with one another. Right. Right. Um, which is interesting because we barely see that part of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we get the, we get the look after he like grabs her hand when the plane shakes, mm-hmm. um, the, the exchange of look. And then when they say like, we actually have a lot in common, I was like, I, I feel like you didn't like you specifically <laughs> didn't. Uh, so it's, it'll, it's, it's interesting that they, leapt over that um yeah because almost- i assume they're just like I, there's no way to make them falling and crush with each other funny so like we're just gonna jump right over it it's more like it's funnier if they're if, if it's a non-sequitur you know yeah if we're we're with peter's pov of like what happened on that plane ride like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and it's great mm-hmm. and I, and it's like it's awesome that like it's it's I mean like Jacob Adelani is so great in this and I love that we are getting you know people with different body types in these movies and like it's not a joke that Ned and Betty have like this summer fling it's just like no they are both adorable charming kids and yeah. they're into each other yeah it's good yeah um no I I, I love that uh um man yeah 
the whole the whole um European uh <laughs> vacation being yeah. being no being a disaster uh because oh, Martin yeah. Starr didn't plan anything properly yeah. is yeah. But like acting like a know-it-all and like uh, like a leader, and it's it's the most real thing I feel like because I I truly think if I went back in time with my adult brain in my child body and watched my teachers, they would all just be like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. I don't know. Like I'm just faking it. I'm pretending to yeah. be an adult. I don't know. I'm doing I'm doing my best, Julius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I love bow. That's a that's a really fun moment. Mm-hmm. It's the anti aloha. Yeah. I was born to say this word. <laughs> uh yeah. She's really like, good in this. She's really good in this. Like she's I don't want to say watered down, but like she becomes less MJ and more Zendaya as these movies continue. And yeah. so I love these flashes of like the little the little weirdo that we saw in Homecoming. Yeah. Like when they do pop up every now and then. Yeah, like I love that he wants to get her like a, a a Venetian glass black dahlia because the dahlia is her favorite fl- flower because of the black dahlia. The, the murder. <laughs> yeah, because of the murder. <laughs> it's so it's the best. That's uh, uh, funnily enough, uh, coincidentally enough, uh, also Bethany's favorite uh, flower for the same reason. <laughs> Aw, yeah. That's so great. when that happened, when we were watching it today, because she hasn't seen it since theaters. Um, uh, she she like saw that and she just slowly turned to me like, wait, how did they know that I like that? I was like, they we, they don't. It's just funny. <laughs> it's are, funny are we, that that would be someone's flower. Are we Peter flower. and MJ? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, the Hydra Man fight. It's really cool. I mean, like, I think this movie does a really good job of like the fun of okay, what would Spider Man do in like the decaying, like architecture of venice and like yeah. how he's trying to keep keep the keep the church bell to, together with all of his strength and like he keeps hitting that bell it's very jackie chan yeah also my understanding is the water in venice is extremely stinky so every right. time he gets soaked that's all i could think about <laughs> like, i can help that's some that's some like sewer water is what that supposedly yeah, smells like he smells terrible <laughs> yeah I'm really strong and I'm sticky. <laughs> yeah. I can help. <laughs> uh, man. Um oh the the joke of uh continuing our thing from after Spider-Man stole Flash's car, Flash now has become Spider-Man's like number one fan. Mhm. Love that. Um Flash is really good in this. Uh Yeah. It's a good it's a really good balance between him being He's like trying to be the bully that he was in the last movie, but everyone ha- has stopped taking him seriously. So sure. he's like a little bit of a clown, but he's like trying his best. But he's not getting like the feedback that he got from everyone in the first movie, and so now mm-hmm. he's like fallen to like be- trying to be uh, uh, like a like a TikTok star, yeah, um, like an influencer, an influencer, yeah, flash mob, <laughs> right? <laughs> getting sack tapped. Oh, man. He's really good in this. So uh, Spider-Man is beckoned into the the plot by Nick Fury after ghosting him on the phone for a while. Um, They they go into the secret hideout, that weird like base that they have where Spider-Man is introduced. The idea of the multiverse, like we said, Earth 616, quote, quotation marks. Mm-hmm. And um, 
another kind of like theme of the movie is this idea that the world is looking for the next Iron Man. Right. That there's like a hole in the world that Tony left after he did everyone a favor and dropped dead. Yeah. Which I don't agree with. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little too like it's like a little too much of like a meta textual plot. You know, where it's like, it's like, yeah, like audiences and Marvel Studios are looking for the next Iron Man. But I think in reality, I don't think anyone would be asking that question. Right. Yeah. Like, and it kind of goes into a conversation that we had with Preeti and Homecoming, which is like, who, who were the Avengers to the world, to the, to this world? Right. Like, of like, oh no, the Avengers are gone. Who's going to like, you mean like the people who like wreck New York and then wreck Sokovia and then wreck Berlin? Right. I feel like people would be more looking for the new Captain America. Yeah. Because he is actually like a representation of something that is now missing. And that's what, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is about. Um, but Iron Man, I don't get. I don't I don't get what why people need a new Iron Man. It'd be like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It'd be like it'd be like if people were, were like, oh, Elon Musk is dead. We need a new Elon Musk. Why? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah. I, I, if, if we're going to play the game of these are celebrities, I think that's who Tony Stark is in the MCU. He's he's Elon Musk. He's Jeff Bezos. He's right. like, oh, that guy's a tool. Like the only people who ever saw Tony's best self were the Avengers. Right. Right. Yeah. And he did, and he had like annoying fanboys, um, like uh, in Iron Man three, uh, where when what's his name uh, plays that like fan that oh. gets his, like, he has like the Tony Stark beard and the and the hair and the whole thing. Yeah, Adam uh, Pally. Yeah, Adam Pally. But, yeah, um, which but, is very Elon Musk kind of uh, fanboy thing. But yeah, they're doing the meta. They're worshiping RDJ. They're idolizing RDJ. Right. And what he did for the franchise. Right. Kind of overplaying, like really doing what the rest of the movie is doing is looking at this world honestly and being like, okay, well, like how would how would real people react to these characters right. in those world? Right. Like Iron Man is not the coolest Avenger, I think, if you're taking a step back and like looking at the Avengers um, as like a real thing that would exist in the world. I don't think objectively he's the coolest one. Um, yeah. And I and I, I that's why I've really liked seeing the this new generation of heroes like being fans of different avengers you know whether right. whether it's cap or even hawkeye or black widow you know um no one seems to be a, like a big hulk fan that doesn't seem no. to be a thing but betty um, brant would famously kill the hulk in her f mary kill lineup right that's right um yeah or you know kamala khan having a you know having a big like crush on captain marvel just exactly like- specific yeah yeah i don't know it's um yeah i don't i don't like that's the that's the one thing that i don't like i don't i don't mind the 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 plot involving tony stark in this at all like i don't i don't mind the connections to tony stark that mysterio has um and and you know the fact that like the whole point is that like quentin quentin tarantino quentin beck (laughs) is is uh uh trying is is like wanting to take that role the the tony stark role away um and 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 run with it and and peter is like i don't know if i'm i'm ready to take that um 
you know, but mm-hmm. I, the idea of like the world looking for the next Iron Man is odd um, and feels uh, dishonest, I think, to the to yeah. the MCU, to the world. And even Tony himself um, on the on the bus to like the Swiss Alps or wherever they're going or like the, the, the Italian Alps or mountains or whatever when they're on the bus. Yeah. Um, and we learn Edith, even dead, I'm the hero. More like even dead, I start fires. <laughs> right. It's true. He's, hey, little boy, here's 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 some sunglasses that'll give you control of like warheads and missiles and weapons of mass destruction. This is the thing. This is the thing. Uh, this is this is probably my biggest complaint about this movie is like the stupid glasses. Like, why the fuck would he give anyone those things? Why? Why? Why does anyone need to have those? Like, just just burn them in a fire. <laughs> you know, let it die. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it kind of it retroactively kind of makes homecoming a little creepier because it's like, oh wait, was he literally like kind of? I don't want to. I don't want to say the G word, but like sure. trying to like mold peter to literally be him like right no where are these where are these douchebag glasses that i always used to wear yeah the and world like, needs an iron man no i don't think it does man i don't i don't think it it had one and and you sacrificed everything to save it but that's you you are iron man which we had a whole movie about that <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah. it just feels it feels odd and you're right it feels like marvel studios being like, man, that RDJ, look at look at the legacy he left behind. It's like, yeah, I, I appreciate that, but like you're 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 mixing that in with the with the real the the quote unquote real world of this of this fictional universe, and it right. doesn't the two things don't mesh well. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, another criticism I have going back to the the bunker scene is I always think it's a little messy. Like I don't need to, I don't need to know why you're not calling the Avengers. Like, mm-hmm. so when Spider-Man is trying to be like, no, I'm on my summer vacation, which I kind of like, I, I do like how reluctant he is to put the suit back on because he saw some crazy shit in mm-hmm. the last two movies. He went to space. He died. He flew on the back of a Pegasus. He lost his mentor. And so he's kind of like scared of putting the suit back on. Yeah. And, but yeah, I just think it's kind of it's kind of sweaty the writing of like Thor, off planet, Doctor Strange, uh, Captain Marvel. Don't don't invoke her name. Like that's not no, that's a bullshit answer. Like get, why don't you call Captain Marvel? Yeah. Don't bring don't it up. Invoke, you... Don't invoke her name. What the fuck does that mean? And yeah, I guess I guess it's supposed to be like, oh, we now know how how close Nick Fury and and Carol are, but like, well, it's, it's, it, well, they hang out. They hung out like once in 1993. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he wasn't involved in Endgame. Right. Yeah. Which really Sam like Jackson all, is not he, not yeah, yeah not happy about. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And he got well because he got blipped. Right. He got blipped. Yeah. He got blipped. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the uh, post credit uh, sequence of Captain Marvel. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So. But when he came back, he wasn't one of the people that came through the portals. Because the fuck is he gonna do? Um, <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, it'd been really funny. Him and Maria Hill come out of their own little portal, and they all right, lock and load, and then like a gargoyle just like swoops Maria Hill away or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I again, this movie isn't without its issues. Um, but yeah. I think like. 
I think it trips up on a lot of the details. Um, mm. But, you know, if you just sort of like look at the whole picture like it's it's a it's a it's a good yeah. movie it's just the details like, that trip you up for i i uh you know for what we were talking about with like how weird the glasses are and like for the next tony stark smiley face yeah i'm i'm dead now um i do really like the manic the chaotic energy of like him accidentally calling a strike on a drone strike on brad and having to like yeah. distract everyone and he like pump like knocks out flash Yes. Yeah, he's he slaps Flash unconscious. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm paying you a compliment, slap. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and he makes no comment about it later. Like he's just I'm yeah. going to pretend that never happened. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you could say like the weird thing is like oh, like he had memory loss or whatever, but I like your version where that's that rattled him so much. <laughs> yes. That he's just not going to talk about it. Yeah, I'm not going to bring that up. Never going to bring that up. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think of the uh, the Brad subplot? Because we get, uh, you know, Brad catches him like undressing in front of that lady and snaps a picture of it to show MJ. And... I don't. I don't like it um, mm-hmm. because I think it adds a useless character. Um, I think that that could have just as easily been Flash. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Having that plot line. Um, I don't know why that needed to be a new character. Or uh, MJ. Like MJ walking in on Peter, like oh, taking true. pants off and being like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, no, MJ, sorry. You're like, wait, why are you? I don't care. Why would I care? Like, we're just we're just friends. Like, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And it's also like, you know, as we later learn, that wouldn't have phased her because she knows that it was going to be it would it would it was related to Spider-Man shit. So like. Yeah. Yeah. So like it really wouldn't have mattered ultimately. Like he'd be like he'd be like, Yeah, and, and that lady that was like well, he, oh, she was giving you a Spider Man suit because she worked for Nick Fury and he's like, Yeah. Huh? She's like, Yeah, no, I know. It's yeah. fine. I didn't th- I didn't think you were hooking up with like a thirty year old woman in a cabin. Right. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> the, the yeah, that's that's my issue. But like but I mean specifically because I like the, the drone strike. So like yeah. the drone strike could have been on Flash instead and that would have been a lot funnier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boom. Because then, because then, oh man, because then it could have been like uh, he has to like slap him unconscious to like get him down. Right. Like he's down. Tar- target yeah. neutralized or whatever. Yeah. 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 Or something like that. Or or just like to miss a missile going through two open windows or something like that. You oh know? Yeah. 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 Um. The like I think that you could have had more fun with it being like more of the same crew. I don't give a shit about Brad. I never did. And and like and then and it feels bad because it's not even like Brad's a bad guy. Like yeah. he's trying to do the right thing, you know? Like he's not trying to be a dick, but he's also like if you're sleeping around, like you shouldn't, you know, go after MJ. I like MJ, so I'm going to like ruin this for you because like you sh- you shouldn't wanna... be with her anyway. Um and then he just like becomes this footnote about like why are you taking pictures of people in the bathroom and like it's just right, like he really didn't do anywhere. anything wrong i don't know like <laughs> i i feel bad for him um, <laughs> um and, i'm yeah i don't really, like that i'm really worried uh that uh because we see we see brad at the very beginning of like we see his before picture and then his after picture yeah um he's not chess kid is he is that a different kid I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, because I don't think we ever named Chess Kid. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so 
they go to Nick Fury hijack their summer vacation. They, after the mountains, that's when they go to Rome, right? Or that's the uh, opera no. of the festival. Uh, Prague. 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 Okay, they're they're in Prague. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> it's Prague. Um, uh, I think the closest to like Peter problems we get is the the part where he wants to he wants to sit next to MJ at the opera, but he has to go do Spider Man stuff, and yeah. It kind of reminds me of what Preeti said in her homecoming episode, which is like, yeah, it's not like Sam Raimi operatic, heart wrenching stuff, but like when you're 17 and you have a crush on a girl and you want to, she's giving you an opening because she wants to sit by you at the opera and you can't. That feels like the biggest problem in the world. Yeah, yeah. No, that stuff is really good. Um, yeah, this movie does all that stuff like really well, I think. Um, and yeah, like it's not. It's not the same as the high school stuff in in Homecoming, and obviously we get none of that in No Way Home. Um, (laughs) But uh, uh, you know, but it's also like, well, we did it in in Homecoming. So like, you know, if this were a TV show, we could do more of the same every week. But like, it's not. So let's do something different. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you know, like we said, just their chemistry, just off the charts. Like off the charts. Yeah, you're really pretty. Oh, you think you're really pretty too? Like, yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, she hits him with with, with a classic uh, Michelle line, um, and uh, that that yeah. like, uh, you you look really pretty. Oh, the, and so therefore, I have value. Oh no! Oh Jesus! I just you can just hear him like hear his like inner Peter just being like, oh, I fucked up! I fucked up! I fucked up! Oh yeah. no! <laughs> um, yeah, I really like how mutual their infatuation is like Mm -hmm. to skip ahead a little bit after the big huge night monkey flame guy set piece we get like um molten man molten man yeah thank you we get like you know mj's the one that kind of can't help but sneak a peek at peter's hot bod when he's changing or like can you meet me downstairs in 10 minutes i'll meet downstairs in five minutes like oh oh, okay like (laughs) yeah it's, yeah, that that yeah. B- the bit where he was like, I just kind of want to do something like unsupervised, and she's like, Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you can feel that excitement of like, oh, this is both of them because so often, not a lot of superhero movies bother to do that. Mm-hmm. Of like, you can see what she's seeing in him just as much as you see what he sees in her. Right, right. Um, romance is easily the worst part of the of the Marvel universe. Um, sure. Uh, you know, it's it it it's weak as hell. Uh, they they do not do a good job with it. <laughs> so much so that the morsels of of the good and romance content we do get, like Jane and Thor at their best moments, or mm-hmm. Peggy and Steve in their best moments, or you know Michelle and and Peter, like there's a reason that really audiences really like attached to it and really fix mm-hmm. on it because so oftentimes, like even good movies, like I love the Ant Man movies, but like. Scott and Hope, like not the most well developed romance a lot of the time. No, just feels like because it because this is what happens, right? This, this is the, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, or like uh, uh, what was what was her name? Um, uh, the the Peggy's granddaughter or niece or whatever in in oh, Winter Soldier, oh, Cap's beard. Yeah, <sighs> uh, Sharon. Sharon. Whoa. <laughs> that was rough. The power broker. Um, 
Yeah, that was that was a rough time. That was I think that was the one where everyone learned like, oh, I guess him and Peggy were really important. Uh, so we should just send the, <laughs> save that for Endgame and not not Ooh, dwell okay. on yeah. other dating. Can you imagine if the final shot of Endgame was Steve slow dancing with Sharon Carter? Oh, that's, that's she's the power was, broker. She's she's got other things going on. That's where this was all building up. Was Steve had to dance with? That's my that's my Joe Russo. Oh, good. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Peter just kind of I don't know. So quiet. I'm I'm a big fan of the Molten Man set piece. I think it's fun. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's at a carnival. It's good. Um, you got you got like uh you've got uh, uh, uh Betty and Ned up in the. Up in the Ferris wheel, yeah. you know, yeah, calling him out to make up the name Night Monkey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the runner of how like it gets adopted in the news and they're saying it on the news, like that's fun. Yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, Bethany said that uh, uh, the black in Spider Man's final suit in Far From Home, the one that he designs himself, um, is part Spider Man, part Night Monkey. Therefore, it is a Spider Monkey costume. That's, oh. that's the name of that costume going forward. Is Spider Monkey? Oh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember when people remember the speculation about that suit? People thought it was Vaguely? like a magic suit because it was like it was like black with like the yellow, like gold magic webbing. And so people thought it would be like a sorcerer suit. Oh, in, in No Way Home. No Way Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the black, the black in the red suit at the end. Got of Far it. From Home. That, that yeah. one. That one. The yeah. one that he makes himself. Not the not the inside out one. <laughs> Got it. The kind yeah. of more Ditko suit. Yeah. With the wings. Yeah, I think that's my favorite suit he wears in this trilogy. Really, I oh. love it. I love the black. I just mine's that last. Wedding. Yeah, mine's that last. Oh, for suit. sure. Uh, that last suit in No Way Home. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, boy, um, oh boy, the joke of the final joke of like I'd kiss you, but I threw up in my mouth a little bit. He's like, I think I have a mint. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, and then we get the uh, we get the 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 scene in the bar. Um. Yeah, with the revelation that Mysterio was bad the whole time, and Jake Gyllenhaal just lets fucking loose on the real Quentin yeah. Beck, and it is a joy. Um, del- delightful. Oh man, just hopping up on the bar, you know, and just like, giving a toast his... to everybody. Yeah, I mean, and that was like the first big, like. You know, in a movie full that would be full of big fun reveals. This was like just really fun, like seeing Peter Billingsley back, like from Iron Man. Tony Stark built this, and I just remember the audience was just so delighted by all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Barf, right? (laughs) Called he took my life's work and he named it, renamed it Barf. I was like, and, I, and you know, you're kind of just like, yeah, I mean, fuck Tony Stark. That's the thing. That's yeah. That's why I don't think people would be like, who's going to be the next Iron Man? Because he was a fucking asshole. <laughs> he was, a, he was an a- and he and he was like, yeah, was like, yeah, pretty weird how I took the six hundred million dollar thing into a private therapy session. I'm so quirky, but and like, yeah, no, fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, I hope you didn't get real. any tax breaks, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. And yeah, and like I I do I think the movie is more aware of Tony's fall like falling short than I think is given credit for by a lot of fans. Yeah, I mean literally there's that conversation with Happy Later where he was like he was like nobody could live up to Iron Man, not even Tony. Like yeah, that's was, not 
it's you know he was a mess he was a mess he doubted himself (laughs) all the time yeah and and also like you know not a great person like did the right thing when it was called upon him but like you know (laughs) like anybody could do that um he wasn't you know he wasn't special uh like that's like that's like ultimately what that conversation is it's just like you you he wasn't special like you 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 don't need to live up to him you just need to be you um yeah and that's i i like that i like that you know after he has this sort of messiah like sacrifice at the end of endgame that this is a, a movie about like humanizing him yeah yeah and where we see murals of him everywhere and do- documentaries about him and right. it's just weighing on Peter. We need someone like happy who knew the real Tony and was like, no, dude was like a, a, a walking human disaster. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're good. He believed guy, in you. Yeah. No, the guy, the guy, the guy sucked. He, uh, he, he would do shit like, uh, 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 making somebody wait for him to show up all the time and then run past them and say, waiting on you now. He's an asshole. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was his best. He was my best friend and I was on his payroll. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I like his friendship. I like I like Happy's friendship with Peter a lot because it's much it feels much more mutual and like Peter needs Happy in a way that I don't think Tony I think Tony needed Happy, but in a way that he was really uncomfortable verbalizing. Right. Um Yeah. Yeah, the only the only sense that you get from Tony that he really cares about Happy is in Iron Man three when when Happy gets hurt. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of it. Any every other time, it's just sort of like, ah, you get it. Like that's you know, I love it. Yeah, I don't, have to, I don't have to say it out loud. I don't have to say it out loud. You get it. <laughs> okay. <It's> like, okay, <laughs> boss. Yes, sir. <laughs> Take care of my daughter after I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> right. right. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, yeah. So I'm like, lo- there's all that Tony Stark stuff, and I get why people are like, it's too much Tony Stark stuff. But also, Tony Stark's not in this movie, and he it is something that Peter needs to deal with. That's that's the whole point of this is like he's lost his safety net. He's lost this mentor, um, and uh, you know he needs to he needs to figure out how to rely on himself. And and he makes the mistake of relying on a second mentor. And pays the price for it. Like, this is what you get right. for not just relying on yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at this as a sequel to Homecoming, that yeah. was a big part of Homecoming. And that the fact that that character died needs to be remarked upon and dealt with in this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah. Big fan of the, you know, Mysterio illusion set piece. Just oh, really yeah. fun imagery of, like, you know, the multiple Mysterio, zombie Iron Man. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the yeah, the zombie Iron Man, the uh, uh, the snow globe. Yeah, the like jumping out of the the Eiffel Tower bit, um, Mm -hmm. you know, jumping out of buildings like all of that stuff. And and the the abruptness of like it being disturbed by reality. Yeah, he he punches something and it turns out it's like a brick wall and he hurts his hand. Yeah, stuff like that. Or like jumping out a window to like a 10 foot drop that like slams him into like concrete, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. All of that stuff is so well done. And, uh, it's, it's shit that I was just like, I, I, you know, I always wanted to see Sam Raimi's take on Mysterio, but like, honestly, I don't know that we could have ever gotten anything better than what this looks like. Um, especially yeah. back then. 
you know for sure like in the 2000s yeah um and i couldn't help but think watching this movie it's weird because i i watched this last year when i was doing like my my trilogy rewatch i think Mm. um but at the time this was sort of seen as like light 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 commentary on the trump era and you know the truth being something no longer objective but can be molded by one deranged lunatic with an agenda and Uh you know people will believe anything nowadays but watching it this morning in 2023 I, I I was thinking like, wow, this now I can't help but think about the dangers of like AI and mm-hmm. how it's become even easier than it was in 2019 to create images and video whole cloth with the direct intention of fooling rubes or innocent people into believing right. what you want them to believe. Yeah, I would say it, it is it is interesting because that final that final bit. And granted, he mm. does reveal his identity, and that's very real. Yeah. But the bit where he takes the line of him being like, execute them all, and he's saying it off camera, and you're just seeing his legs. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, guys, come on. are you really buying this? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, would, would 2020, whatever. Because I mean, then we're getting into what year it is, and I, wanna, I don't right. want to do that. Right, but, right, right. Like we've already gotten much more cynical into like, ah, wait, no, like this is a deep fake or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If they wanted to go super accurate, only like people in their sixties would be like, I, I saw on the daily bugle that Spider-Man said, execute everybody. So I'm, I'm <laughs> going to, I'm going to kill, I guess we got to kill Spider-Man. Yeah. Just sharing shit on Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look. So, okay. So the, the, uh, the Mysterio sequence ends on that beat of him like pushing him to like back up into the 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 train yeah um and getting hit by the train i remember how shocking that was oh yeah Um, totally because it 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 really comes out of nowhere uh which you know isn't how trains work you'd hear it but you know yeah it's a it's a good hit it's a really satisfying like whoa you know out of nowhere but it is also like a really big like, w- w- how strong is this kid? Uh-huh. Like, if he can survive that and not... Because when he, when we cut back to him in that prison, in that jail cell, he has, like, some light bruises. Mm-hmm. I think he's got to at least have, like, a broken arm or something. Yeah, or ribs. Probably ribs. ribs. Yeah. yeah, that's good. But he heals fast, so... He does. He heals fast. We don't know how and, long he's And who out. knows how long he was asleep. That's right. For sure. So... Yeah. And yeah, but wakes no, good, up in good, Holland. good reveal. Yeah. I woke up in Holland, the friendliest country on earth. <laughs> yes. Everybody's so nice here. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that's what he breaks out of the jail cell. And then like the guy, the other guys in the jail cell just like slowly close it again. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> I was like, no, we're going to stay in here. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great. I, th- I think this too. I mean, both of these are such. We, we've been talking about yeah the comfort food factor of both of these. Um, yeah. So he calls happy, and we kind of see his the paranoia starting to affect Peter, where he's like isn't even sure that that's really happy. Right. And he's like, tell me something. Okay, do you remember when we went to Berlin and you bought a movie and I could tell by how much it costs? It was an adult that is, movie. That is two movies in a row with with a porn joke. Yep. <laughs> Very weird. Uh, Teens be watching porn. Yeah. 
And now I'm going to be I'm going to be waiting to see if there's a porn joke in the third one that I don't remember. Right. Yeah. Be on the lookout. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the <laughs> the back in black sequence. Um, I love uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh, I love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Fantastic. And and I love it because it works as a joke, but it also doubles as like, no, he's not the next Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's like, he doesn't even like, know who ACDC is. He's a dork. He's Peter. Yeah. And um yeah, like and and I I I I clocked that too, Scott, where it's like, okay, you got no tech. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna use all Tony's tech. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it is Peter designing his suit. Right. And what would he do with the toys? Because in in homecoming, Peter, I mean, Tony just drops him with a suit with all the bells and whistles and instant kill and all the stuff that is not him. Right. And now he gets to, from the ground up, design his dream suit. Yeah. I do miss Karen. I miss Karen, too. Edith isn't as fun. No. No, yeah. That would have been a really fun, like, if if, if Karen, um, yeah, if Karen was in the jet with him. I was like, hey, Peter. Yeah. Like, oh, Karen. Blah, blah, blah. How's Liz? Like, oh, she moved. I'm into MJ now. Oh, okay. Tell me all about her. You know, blah, blah, blah. That would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's so good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, and like, I just am a, I just love this final set piece in London. It's really good. It's really, really good. Um, I like that they don't spend too long on the illusion. Yeah. 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 Because he's like, he's he's hip to it now. He still has to dodge it and deal with it. Oh, my God. And like him doing the web and do like short circuiting all of the it's like Mm -hmm. classic. Yeah, this is a he's Peter. He's a science whiz. He knows physics. Right, 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 right. And you see him like already formulating this plan, like when he's building his suit. Right. Yeah. Because because he's like, yeah, no, I want it to have uh, this this much electricity and I want it to be a a manual charge or whatever. Um, Like he he's like already has the plan that he's going to enact. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, that's a very Spider-Man thing of like, like, Oh man, I'm going up against electro. So now I need to build a suit that has like rubber insulation. Yeah. And before I go like, fight him again, you know? And like, uh, I, yeah, like the charges of like, no, I want my Spider-Man in a, in a freaking dollar store suit with no bells and whistles or whatever. But it's like, no, he needs this shit to like, this is a really, all hands on deck moment. And he's going to take advantage of what he has. And he has like a, yeah. a Tony Stark plan full of, full of cool gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then I, uh, I like, I like splitting the action up. We got like team Spider-Man with like happy and Betty and flash and Ned and, and MJ. I think all that's fun. We got Zendaya like rocking a morning star. Yeah. Brad's dead. Um, Brad died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dead in a ditch. Brad Brad died on his way back to his home planet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I love the Team Spider Man stuff. Um, I love using uh, uh, Flash, the Flash Mob, Flash's TikTok to figure out where they are. Yeah. Um, and hey, without uh, those videos, Spider Man would have never found out where you were. Spider Man, yeah. Me? I also really love the reveal that there was no, uh, there was no Nick Fury in that in that Mysterio illusion that Nick Fury. Like when Nick Fury like gets shot and then shows up and like ices Mysterio in the back, but right? Then it turns yeah. out that like he's just Mysterio again. Um, mm-hmm. That whole thing that was so I loved all of that, and so the fact that they have to like send a message to Nick Fury to be like, "Hey, don't trust this guy's bullshit." 
<laughs> and I, I love when he was like, he's pulling power from the, the, the molten core of the earth. And he's like, this is some bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, the look he gives to Maria Hill. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Can't believe we yeah. didn't see through this before. Um. Yeah, you know, and, and Maria Hill's bazooka moment, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really want to, but yeah, <laughs> for sure. I don't want to, I don't want to just hate on Maria Hill this episode. Um, yeah. Is that the same scroll that we see at the end of WandaVision? Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, 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 you know, they, they, they do still kind of all look the same. Uh, sure. so it's, it's tough to like tell the difference. Um, though I feel like, um, I feel like Ben Mendelsohn's scroll looked a little, a little like his, his like prosthetics were a little chunkier. Yeah. Then they, then I Captain felt like Marvel. they were smoother in, in Captain Marvel. Maybe it's cause he's older now. Theoretically, God, it's so crazy that those are all in one year. Yeah, Captain Marvel, Endgame, and this. Yeah, yeah, that's a big year. Was I, big I think year. it was? I think it was Disney's like biggest year ever because that was also Frozen Two, Toy Story Four, Jesus Christ, Lion yeah. King. Wow, good lord, yeah, mm-hmm. man, that was wild. Uh, um. Yeah, and isn't Amelia Clark playing the daughter? I think was that confirmed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's cool. playing Again, the, the daughter that uh Carol saves in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um so Yeah, no, then, the, so the third yeah. act set piece is great. I, I love uh I, I now that MJ knows, um I first of all, I love that he she was like, You're gonna tell me you're Spider Man. And he was like, "What? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Spider Man. No, I, that, none of that can happen because I'm not Spider Man." And literally, like, goes through like a whole conversation about he's not Spider Man. They find the projection thing, and he was like, "Okay, real talk. I am Spider Man." And <laughs> yeah. just like instantly drops it, and is like, yeah. "This is this is really important, and I gotta go." And she's like, "Wait, wait, wait. What are you telling me?" And he's like, "No, I'm really Spider Man." She's like, "I was only 67 percent sure." Yeah. No, it's great. And uh, and like you said, like then they really do become like Team Spider-Man. They become the trio. And it yeah. just all starts firing on all cylinders. And then we get a whole movie with that in No Way Home. Yeah. No, it's really good. Um, yeah, their they're sweet little little kiss on the bridge. Oh, it's so great. It's so yeah. great. I, um, I thought about you because I know, you know you're, you're on record saying what a big fan you are of like the big, you know, Gone with the Wind Thor one kiss between – Jane and Thor and this is sort of just it, it's like the opposite because it's like you really believe these are two you know awkward teenagers that could very well have been both of their first kiss right and it's just so sweet yeah it is it's great um really good uh love uh, I love Peter trusting his spider sense to win the day like trusting himself yeah not even have you know? doesn't even have webs he's out of webbing yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I, I just I think that that's so great. Um, and is very Spider Man. And yeah, I just I, you know, I, again, it's like for all of the Iron Man Junior stuff, it's it's like I I don't know. You don't get an ending like that if this is just an Iron Man Junior thing. This is this is he's not. None of the Iron Man stuff can, comes into play in the back half of this movie, outside of the fact that like. It's what Mysterio was attempting to do is like take over the world as like the new Iron Man to get revenge yeah. on Tony Stark. But like 
it, it's this is this is the story about Peter learning to trust himself instead of relying on mentor figures. Right. And like at, at first, Peter thinks Peter's kind of on the same wavelength as Quentin, where he's like, oh, my God, the world needs a new Iron Man. Who's going to be the next Iron Man? Is it me? Am I going to be the next Iron Man? Tony gave me these weird glasses to look like him. I don't know if I could be the next Iron Man. And Happy's like, no, dude, you're Spider-Man. Yeah. And the world doesn't need another Iron Man. The world needs Spider-Man. Right. And I think you don't get to No Way Home. No Way Home is about Peter following his instincts and yep. following his gut and then dealing with the consequences of that to right. tragic effects sometimes. But like, I, I don't think you get No Way Home story without him learning the lessons he does here and Far From Home. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. And we talked a little bit with Preeti a little uh, uh, about how fun it is at the end of finally getting to see him zip around Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, um, really, really good. It is funny reading them talk about this and be like, "Yeah, you know, we wanted to hold off on on showing that because you know we're, we've seen it so many times. We wanted to do new stuff, but like we figured, like by the time we got here, like it was it was time to like show him in in Manhattan." Um, doing doing the web slinging thing, and I, and it's just so funny how Marvel Studios works because they they only waited like uh, two movies, but because he's also in Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame, it's like the fifth movie. Like it took five right. movies before the the end of the fifth movie before we see him doing that. So it really is a lot of material. But like, yeah. it's also just his second movie. Like, you know, so weird. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's it's like, yeah, it's like how you know Black Widow didn't get her own movie for like a decade, or right, like Captain Marvel's just now getting her second movie. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's also taking them a lot longer to get to sequels now than they used to. Sure. I mean, Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, who like, knows when we'll get a Doctor Strange three? Will it be post Secret War? Who knows? Who could say? I don't know. I, I I think Charlize Theron is Madam Madam Gizmook or whatever her name is is right around the corner. She's, I what think, was her name? I think your name. I think literally her name is like Claire or something. Like it's, <laughs> a, it's a very normal name. <laughs> God, never Madam Gizmooks. Never, <laughs> never seen a person more checked out. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't even know what she's doing. I know, know. I know. You can't blame her. You know, it's like, come with me. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what any of this is. Oh, any of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm sure she'll have fun when she finally gets to do a movie that she's in the whole thing of. But, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that being said, you know, we've talked about how epic the, the stinger is. But, like, the ending ending of the movie is a little, like, abrupt and weird and random. Um. But you know it's just because they're just leading towards. But you don't want it to end with. I don't know. Do you think it could have ended with just what the fuck, J. Jonah Jameson? I think that would have been like a good ending. No, because you want to you want to end it on like an upper, right? You want to end it on like yeah. an upswing, um, and like a fun moment, especially with like that you know the the crash to credits and the vacation song. Yeah, you know you true. want. To end that because then it's like okay the movie's over and then it's like oh no it's not <laughs> strap in oh, strap in motherfuckers yeah. yeah yeah no I think I prefer that I think and like yeah like we're we're sort of post Infinity Saga we're all kind of like you know Marvel you know there's there's blood in the water 
and we're all kind of like, oh, I'm sick of these and blah, 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 blah. Where is it all going? All this stuff. But like, there's just something so fun about being in a room full of fans at the movies. And then a big old cliffhanger like that happens of like Peter Parker's, you know, Spider-Man's name is Peter Parker. And we're all walking out of the movies, whispering like, what's going to happen next? That's so crazy. Like that's, that's the good stuff. Yeah, no, it's really good. And I like it as the ultimate ramification of Tony Stark being Peter's mentor because you know, this oh, all started yeah. with a Civil War adaptation, which is where Tony convinces Peter to reveal to the world that he's Spider-Man. And then he has right. to, like, you know, go to Mephisto and get it taken <laughs> away. And then you get the whole one more day thing and, like, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, I like it as an adaptation of that era of Spider-Man because it's like, it's like, yeah, Tony didn't, like, force him to do this. But mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a mirror of Tony's, like, Actually, I am Iron Man, you know? Right, yeah. Um, from from the first Iron Man. And it's also the ramifications of his mentorship of Peter. All of uh, everything that he did, bringing him into Civil War, all led to Quentin back revealing his identity and just absolutely ruining his life. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Because it's like, yeah, it, it got to be Tony. Tony got to make the choice, but Peter doesn't have that luxury. Peter... Yeah, gets his power, his, his his volition taken away. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a really great, uh, it's a really great scene. Um. Uh. And you know, I also love how it how it doubles as a sort of callback to the to the Aunt May ending of of Homecoming with the what the fuck. Um, right. Where you can just be like, <laughs> where did you learn those words, Peter? I learned it from watching you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just makes me wish that. Far From Home or No Way Home had a third, like a capper. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe uh, maybe, maybe Danny Rojas should have said, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, to his venom. Yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> he, yeah, he like disappears and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's good. Uh, uh, yeah, um, really great. And then the other post credit sequence, the, the scroll reveal. Um, interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It has taken them a very long time to pay that off. Um, it's just, it's also, (laughs) it's so tonally different from Captain Marvel and from what appears to be the tone of secret invasion that (laughs) I I feel like in the scroll saga, it's going to kind of stick out like a sore thumb, but right. Yeah, because yeah. Mendo and the Lady Scroll, they do have that same kind of like rambly improv energy that these movies have. Um, right. <laughs> that fit where he's like, he's just like the, he's like that costume, the the intricacy of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it got me, you know, the heart, heart, heart of it, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and yeah, and like it was cool. It's cool uh, seeing Saber headquarters, like, knowing like having seen the march just the marvel's trailer but like mm-hmm. getting a glimpse of like oh cool we're finally gonna follow that up and see like what has he been doing up there in space since since endgame right um, right oh right that's that's also true yeah i wonder where i mean i guess we're this is so pointless i don't even know why we're talking about this sure, sure. you guys listening to this already know but yeah it is interesting because he's in secret invasion but this obviously feels like like it's teeing up the Marvels, not right. Secret Invasion. So then it's like, well, when does Secret Invasion take place? 
does it take place after this or is it before this or yeah yeah like 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 a secret invasion gonna end with him being like i have to go to space now and start saber and this will lead directly into the marvels what if um what if secret invasion takes place like during the events of like infinity war like this is what he was doing that would be really cool i yeah I know we were just talking about how that didn't work really well for Black Widow, but right. like if this like was happening in congruency with Endgame of like, oh shit, stuff's going down over in over in the uh, Avengers compound, but I, I can't worry about that right now. I got to deal with this. Like they they don't know. O- only I can do this. Whatever yeah. you know. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Yeah. I'm looking forward to how they make all this work because I don't really understand that it was it was it it. I mean. It only feels like a turn an eternity before because we've had twenty fucking Marvel projects since sure, this. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was really only like four years ago, but um, yeah, it feels like a goddamn eternity uh, th- that they have not paid this off. I mean, uh, is is that stinger the stinger of him? Like, I got no shoes. Like that it, it, is that <laughs> is that the last time we've seen Nick Fury in the MCU? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we have not seen him since. And now we're getting. I, mean, I don't even know if we've seen Maria Hill, have we? Um, so she 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 makes an animated appearance in Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Okay, and that's like soft in canon, right? Because like there's there's you know uh, Sam as Cap makes it makes a cameo at one point. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. Okay, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's about it. Uh, hashtag give Maria Hill a personality in Secret Invasion. Yeah. That's another weird thing is in Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur, they like freak out like, oh my God, Maria Hill. That's so crazy. You're a celebrity. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why would anyone know a random CIA agent? Why? <laughs> uh, but it's a cartoon, so it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. They're all cartoons, aren't They're they? All, you're right at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's what DiCaprio uh, said. Yeah. So anyway, um, next week, uh, no Way Home, uh, the the movie that takes place immediately following Far From Home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Minutes, seconds after, yeah. after Far From Home. It's going to be um, crazy because, like, technically, I feel like if if that movie happens minutes after Far From Home but came out, like, three years later, right? Three years? Two and a half? Yeah. 1921. Like, like late, late 2021. Like, December right, 2021. Right. So, two, two and a half years. Yeah. So, two and a half years later, but takes place immediately after Far From Home. It ends with him going to college. So, theoretically, he was a freshman in college two years, you know, t- like, two years ago. And so... When we see him again in his own movie, will he even be in college anymore? Wow. That's, oh my God. Are they just going to skip college again? Yeah. That's funny. That's so weird. Because there is kind of a, there's there's like a mini time jump in Far From Home, in No Way Home. I, I fucking hate, get, I, <laughs> get, a, get another title. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see what the new, the but, new little cute title that they give the yeah. new trilogy. <laughs> Because like, because uh, in, in No Way Home, it takes place minutes after Far From Home, but then there's that little time jump, and then it's Halloween time, right? Where I think it's like the next semester of school, right? And then, and then it, it's Christmas. Then it's Christmas, and then he's in college. 
And then, or at least college. he's he's at his own. He has a, an apartment in in the city. Right. Yeah. Sometime after graduation, presumably. No, no. He gets a he gets a yeah. He he gets a a general a G- diploma. GD. Yeah. Maybe he'll yeah. be like you, Scott, and kind of like not immediately go to college because it's not like yeah. financially an option at first. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Very curious how he uh, ends up getting a social security number and uh, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, is he. I want to get all. I want to get all up in that business. Um, that would be that would be really great if it's like the first montage of the new trilogy is him just going through all that awful grown up shit that you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, that like, would be good. Um. Anyway, more on that next week. I'm sure as yeah. uh, we we talk about No Way Home with the return of uh, Zach Luna, my Spider-Man Minute co-host. The first time he's been on the show since Men in Black. Yeah, our very first episode. Uh, is that the last time he podcasted period? I think maybe. Yeah. Um, it's... I think, oh, well, he might've been on ideal remake a couple of times. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's as big of a get, you know, I never thought, I remember being really, I was like, oh, they're never going to get Toby Maguire back. He's so done. He's so over it. And <laughs> yeah, kind of the same deal with Zach. Like, oh, we're never going to get him on a podcast again. He's, he's so over it. He's, <laughs> he's done. But we did. We got him. Yeah, we got him. We got him. Drop the banner. Um, we got him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, next week on the show, uh, Zach Luna makes his triumphant return to talk about the return of Tony McGuire um, and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland. Peter's one, two, and three. Yep. And uh, yeah, gang, not in that order. <laughs> gang, gang's all here. Yep. Um, very, very excited to rewatch that movie. I don't think I've seen it since theaters. I saw it like three or four times in theaters, but I haven't seen it since then. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I did look up everything that's in the extended cut, the more fun version or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And there was nothing in it that I was like, I don't need to watch this version. I'll just watch my 4k that I have. (laughs) No. Did that ever get a home release or is that just like a digital? It's just a digital one. You can watch it on stars. I know they have both cuts on stars. Okay. Um, Yeah. But I don't think I'm going to watch it. I read the I read the article and I was like, eh, mm-hmm. it's they made just... the right choice. <laughs> yeah, so you got that 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 Matt Murdock happy scene, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, but I can just watch that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's got to be a, a super cut on YouTube of just like all the more fun stuff. stuff yeah, in probably. And an edit. Yeah, um, probably. So, yeah, watch that if you want, listeners. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will be back next week to cap off the Homecoming Trilogy with Zach Luna. But for now, keep winning. Bye, everybody.